Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast. Drop your trick or treat bag every week, every every other week, every week, every other week, every week. Typically every week. Usually every week. Uh, we've been running, uh, at least in my household, have been running rampant with different sickness. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, first off, new year, new us. I'm Rocky. I'm Blaze. And yeah, we've been, uh, we're a little late on this episode. We missed last week. A mix of different things. First of all, the holidays. Yeah. We'd have a chance to record last Sunday as we normally do because of it was Christmas weekend and this weekend uh, with New Year's Eve and everything, which... You didn't do anything, as you just mentioned. Uh, you and Paige were yep, sick. Both sick in bed. Yeah. Uh, had a little bit of a COVID scare. Yep. Well, not COVID. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> Actually, it's COVID. I'm here. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, and I was sick New Year's Eve because I, the day before, I decided to get my booster shot, which I needed to, but also at the same time get my flu shot. And then my body said... Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, uh, uh, I mean, everybody's body reacts to the booster or flu shot differently, but I had, I, it gave me body aches, headaches. Um, the sniffles. Fatigue, yeah. So it put me on my ass for like the night of after I got it and then like most of the day, New Year's Eve, and then in the evening I was all right. I mean, I was just really fatigued, but... um. So you know, did you go do anything? Or? Fuck no. Yeah, I mean, really, it solved like the problem because all week people are like, "What are you doing for New Year's Eve? What are you gonna do for New Year's Eve?" And I'm like, I don't know, because I really had no drive. I'm like, well, I'll be honest, I didn't want to either. Like, I really didn't want to do anything. My whole thing was like, all right, I'm gonna did. Uber or I'm going to Lyft. I'm not gonna drive. Right, so I'm going to be spending at least because you're going to hike up prices on New Year's Eve already. Oh yeah, so it's going to be like thirty bucks both ways to get downtown, and then you had to be around a bunch of fucking stupid assholes. Yep, <laughs> and then you had to buy your drinks, and then you had to Uber back. It's like that doesn't know. sound good. I want to do, it. and then I hear I didn't hear about like anything of what before I knew you guys were sick. If you were going to do anything, or if anybody else is going to do anything, or whatever, so. Just I was on the fence the whole time, and that kind of just answered it for me. It's like, oh, no, like, uh, my body's shut down on me all day from, like, recovering from the shots anyways, so. Yeah. Oh, I can't I can't go downtown. I'll just listen to all the fireworks getting shot outside my fucking window <laughs> yeah, for hours. Kidding. You ain't kidding. That shit got annoying. But I have to say, I'm one of the lucky few who has dogs that don't give a fuck about fireworks. Yeah. It does not bother them. Me though. too. My dogs don't care either. Yeah. Because I don't have them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it wasn't bad, though. I just kind of stayed home and uh, caught up on a couple movies <clears throat> and um, just slept. Yeah, we did uh, movies and we spammed the second season of Witcher. No, well, how is it? Good. Yeah? Yeah, it's good. Um, is it better than the first season? Um. So, talking to my mom and brother, they both liked it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, there was like a couple of characters that were really big in the game and in the books that they kind of didn't do much with. And I was kind of pissed off about it, but that's just me being nerdy. They did fine. Like the story's good. Right. Like the acting's great. They led up to how it should have been. So it was really, it was good. I recommend watching it. Okay. Yeah. So watch the first season. Watch that and a couple horror movies. Anything good? Kinda. Like they're they're not like movies I would be like go out of your way to watch, but okay. if you're bored and you see them, why not? Uh, one was called Wakewood. Are these newer films? No. Oh, okay. Uh, one, uh, one was I think it was like 2003. Wakewood came out, and it actually stars the guy who played Littlefinger in Game of Thrones. Oh damn. Okay. Uh, fuck. What's that actor's name? Can't remember his name. Doesn't yeah. matter. And the guy who played the rat guy in Harry Potter. I can't remember. <laughs> oh. uh... Oh fuck! Um, that one I should know also, but uh, he's in a lot of shit. Yeah, uh, but they're both in it. Okay, and uh, it's Timothy like, Spall. Yep, yeah, that's it. It just hit me. Yeah. He, uh, so they end up moving to like this town, and they find out 
that uh, they well they moved to this town because their daughter died and they wanted to like start fresh and uh, they both have a daughter. They have a daughter together, him and his wife. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, no, not him and. Dennis I'm like that's super progressive for 2003. No, 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 I'm no, like, no, oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so him and his wife move out of town, and he works for Timothy Spald, mm-hmm. and they end up talking about leaving because they didn't like something about the t- well mainly that they just watched somebody die in an accident and they were like oh, i don't like this town anymore and the guy's like wait wait he's like uh what if i could bring you your kid back for three days and that's kind of what the movie's about is this town has some this like ritual where you can bring back the dead for three days Hmm. It sounds kind of like Pet Cemetery. Kinda, it kind of is, and that's kind of where it goes. Oh, so, okay. But it yeah. was good. And go then, figure. When you bring people back from the dead, it usually doesn't go well. Yeah, and then Screams of Winter Night is the other one I watched. And don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like on the dot nineteen or no, it's a nineteen seventy one horror movie, and it is. Just, it's about these kids who go out camping in this area of the woods that's all got a bunch of paranormal shit going on. And they tell scary stories to each other. And when I say kids, I mean, they're like, hey, we're in, like, freshman college. Yeah. But it's like they're 40. Of course, <laughs> like, yeah. So. That's pretty common. Yeah, so they're, everyone has a very thick mustache, even the women. but they end up telling stories to each other and then it's them acting out the stories in it okay so it's like an anthology kind of right but it's not (laughs) it sounds similar to uh that one shutter horror movie scare me Mm. where they're acting out this it's like an anthology but they're acting out when i'm saying they like it's showing the actual story and they're just the same actors and they're play, just being 40 play the characters yeah 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 which all the character the best one is the guy who's like the there is a story where it's like yeah I, you know i i'm steven and i'm in the football team of the high school and he is straight up looking like he's a 52 year old man <laughs> he's like yeah me and diane in the car at the drive <laughs> My mom grounded me. Yeah, totally got grounded. Got grounded. And I got fired. Can't wait to get out of this house. Yeah. Should have done that 30 years ago. Got fired say. from the burger shack. But yeah, so been watching a lot of crap. Sure <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah, I um, I once saw licorice pizza. Oh? Yeah. Good, I assume. Oh yeah, very good. Very yeah. good. It's Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, I, I liked it a lot. Oh, yeah. How was your Christmas? Let me ask. How your, how'd your Christmas go? You went down to St. Augustine? Right? Oh, day? yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't. Man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it went fine. Yeah? Yeah. What about you? Uh, just hung out with the parents. Yeah. That's I mean. About it. We, I, it was we quiet, which is the best. You know? We just got a cigar and had a. We actually found there's a really nice polish restaurant there no really yeah they got and they have vegan polish dishes which is cool no nice yeah yeah that's that's about it that's all we did yeah no i I went to parents house for christmas eve and christmas i think i watched like seven fucking movies i was there damn yeah that's a lot of movies we're cranking them out lucy lucy yeah my dad's favorite movie lucy (laughs) yes (laughs) if anybody ever meets my dad just go to and be like hey i heard you love lucy with scarlett johansson He'll punch you right in the fucking mouth. <laughs> we, we, uh, well, we didn't. You bought it for my dad as a birthday gift. That's correct. The Blu-ray of it. And he said, you can tell your friend to go fuck us up. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> I, did you have him, didn't you hand him the phone and he told me to fuck myself? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I thought that's what happened. So, yeah, he thought that was pretty funny, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then he beat me up. No. <laughs> 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 old times just like old times yeah but anyways we're on a bit of a schedule here so we're gonna get going on this one guys and we're gonna crank right into our feature and that's 1980s new year's evil tell me will it be sweet new year's 
night they were celebrating New Year's Eve, he was out ending their life. I'm going to commit murder at midnight. Evil came out in 1980, and it was directed and written by Emmett Alston. Who... Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you you should love Emmett Alston. The Nine Deaths of the Ninja. <laughs> he directed Nine Deaths of the Ninja, which is one of your favorites. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Um, he also directed Demon Warp, which is a uh, Bigfoot movie starring George Kennedy. I saw he did that, but I've never seen Demon Warp. No, so. it gets weirder as it goes along. I don't think it's that bad of a movie. I think it's pretty good. Uh, and before this, he did a movie called Three Way Weekend. Oh, the the comedy, yes. Yeah, which is like a 1979 boner comedy. Uh, that's your phone. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and and uh, the last movie he did, I think, it was in 93, called Little Ninjas. It's probably a uh, three ninjas ripoff. They were, a lot of those were coming out around the time. And it was co-written by Leonard Newbar. Um who I think he wrote or come up with some story ideas for different like TV shows, like single episodes of TV shows. But the only other movie a note that he wrote or co-wrote was Black Snake, which is a Russ Meyer film. Russ Meyer was a, um, he was kind of a campy director. He's best known for directing things like uh, In the Valley of the Dolls and Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Um, his movies were very horny. <laughs> That's like I say, they're campy, horny films. Uh, Russ Meyer is is had a very long career, but Leonard Newbar co-wrote Black Snake for him, uh, which was like kind of historical film, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, but yeah, New Year's Evil. They they got together to do a uh, direct a horror movie, 1980. This is two years after Halloween, so not only slashers were in full swing, and this is pretty early in the the slasher cycle because I think that. Well, it came out in 1980. Yeah, so yeah. Friday the 13th, I think, came out the same year. The first one came out in 1980. I think it may have got released in the end of 1979, but it usually gets lumped in with 1980, maybe. No, it, got, it came out in 1980. Yeah, 1980. Friday the 13th, part one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is pretty early in the slasher cycle, but it was also like right there when the slasher cycle was going up and because of the success of Halloween where everybody's trying to do a – holiday themed slasher yeah <laughs> you know which i'm all about <laughs> yeah uh, um but this one's different because um this is a slasher that it is a slasher but it's kind of it, it doesn't follow the slasher formula like friday the 13th or halloween yeah because it takes a little bit of a different angle but first uh do you want to explain what the story is well um so without giving away who the killer is right yeah well we start off uh with uh, a woman named uh diane sullivan blaze blaze <laughs> i know i kept hearing my name called in that movie like, what um who is hosting a uh rock and roll new year's telethon yeah and as her stage name blaze and she's a, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if she's a, do they say if she's a radio host or does she have a TV show? She's a host or something. Or she, 
but she's an icon, and they call her a punk slash new wave icon. Like, yeah, she's like an influencer. So yeah, I guess so because she doesn't do anything musical. No, she's um, just a personality. Yeah, she just dances with the bands. Yeah, and she's played by um, Roz Kelly, who's best known for playing Pinky Pinky Tuscadero on Happy Days, which is the Fonz's girlfriend. Yep. Yeah. She was also on Love Boat. Oh yeah. The Love and uh, so they are hosting a, I guess it, it's not really a telethon because they're not raising money. They're just people calling in to request songs. Yeah, they're requesting what the most popular song is yeah. of the year. And one of the calls ends up being a man who, uh, with a voice changer, who calls himself Evil <laughs> <laughs> and uh, claims he is going to start killing someone at the stroke of midnight. Through all the different time zones. Not just someone. A woman. Well, yeah, yeah. somebody close to them. Yeah. Is what he says on the phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it takes off with her uh, trying to uh, keep him on the phone from different calls that he's giving to leave clues where he's going and what he's doing. And he's calling into the show constantly to tell them where he hid the bodies. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes them trying to lock down the place and the killer trying to get in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's New Year's Evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sound very excited by the end of it. <laughs> just everything was just kind of dwindling down. We're like, yep, and that and that's it. Um Yeah, the the interesting thing is that even though Ross Kelly plays our lead character, that Diane Sullivan is our main character, we spend virtually no time with her. <laughs> yeah, barely any, really. Like enough time to where um I generally don't really give a shit about her well being. Yeah, she's kinda shitty. Yeah, it's not, yeah, she's she's kind of a bad mom. <laughs> she's a bad mom. Um, uh, which we get introduced to her son named Derek. Uh, I wrote it down Derek. Yes, Who's, played by Grant Kramer. Yeah, who played the lead character in Killer Clowns from yep. Outer Space. Um, but he's blonde in this movie. There, he's he's a brunette and Killer Clowns. So at first, I was like looking at him. I'm like, I know him from somewhere. I'm like, oh yeah, he's lead character in Killer Clowns. Um. Yeah, Derek is uh Derek is kind of a weird guy. Um and all he wants is his mom's approval. And uh she could not give a shit less. No. Um <laughs> she's very she's very busy doing whatever her job is. <laughs> hanging out with really young punk kids. And th- that's the thing where she's a um punk and new wave influencer. But her son is like 28 <laughs> her son is like yeah, her son is like 30 years old and he's he's an aspiring actor yeah because he gets a part on a show that he's trying to tell her about and because he's, he's happy you him. find out later that he's happy about it because he was able to get it without using name recognition Right, he did it on his own yeah he didn't tell him his name so they didn't hire him because he was Blaze's son gets hired for like a day but she does not want to hear it because she's too I busy with her new year's eve party use my name if he had to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so let's get into the music <laughs> all right movie. i'm surprised i honestly thought we'd be on the same page because <laughs> i kind of like it um i don't think the main song is terrible i just don't think it fits because Blaze is a punk rock and new wave influencer, and all the and kids are like really punk. Rock. It sounds like Kansas is trying to figure out how to do a hard rock song. Is what Shadow sounds like. Okay, that's a fair criticism. <laughs> it's I the was, most. Un- I was like, we're post punk rock, and I was like, no. So <laughs> Shadow you, is the most unpunkiest band I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I think Made in Japan was pretty good. They did like they sound more new wave, like than... clashy. Yeah, almost. yeah, because uh, they had that song. Dun, blah, da, 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 yeah, that da, sounded. Da, da, da. Yeah, that was kind of like new wave, punkish. Yeah, yeah more. What the shadow? Yeah, because the two bands that do the soundtrack is Shadow, Made in Japan. and Made Japan. But Shadow does the main theme. You heard in the trailer that we played a little bit ago. Yeah, and I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty cool riff. And it gets in the chorus. I'm like, this sounds like Kansas. <laughs> this doesn't sound punk at all. It sounds like. And then you see them like moshing around to it and yeah, stuff. It's yeah. like the lowest energy. Like, it's almost like Emmett Olsen. It's like I'm trying to figure out how punks act. <laughs> well, 
they got how they dress. It it it, it passes for well, they're all very rude. <laughs> yeah, they're they're ultra violent at the beginning, just like a car full of punks that drive up to the New Year's party. That's like every movie that I mean, Return of it the Living super Dead super does aggressive. it too. Yeah, but but Return of the Living Dead is like actually like super punk. <laughs> yeah, like Return of the Living Dead like gets their punk shit like. It feels punk, and their soundtrack has, like, the damned and Grave 45 and shit on yeah. and stuff. Like, they knew what to do. <laughs> you know, this one, on the other hand, not 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 so much. Um, I guess it was just popular. It was a popular angle to take in 1980. It was something that was hot at the moment with that whole culture. But definitely doesn't feel fully, like, <laughs> they fully understand <laughs> the culture in any way, shape, or form. Um this is a canon film. Uh, yeah. This is part of canon films by uh, Globin and Globus. I should have worn my canon t-shirt. Yeah, which, uh, funny enough, they spell Yoram Globus' name wrong in the uh, opening credits. Really? <laughs> yeah. How? <laughs> For a canon film. So his name is Yoram Globus, right? So right. Y-O-R-A-M. They spell Y-O-R-U-M in the credits. Oh. <laughs> How embarrassing is that? <laughs> That's not so good. <laughs> no. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, Canon Films was known for putting out... Delta Force. Well, yeah, Delta Force, a bunch of the Death Wish movies. Gore. Cobra. Yeah, Cobra. Cobra. Um, they, they were known for... I, I don't know if Hospital I would call... Massacre. I don't know if I would call it Schlock, but I guess it's Schlock. They put it's out, Schlock. Like, they put out like, a lot of like dumb action movies and horror films. Lots of Chuck Norris. A lot of Chuck Norris, a lot of Charles Bronson. A bit of Stallone. Yeah. Like, Cobra's, you know, the big Stallone movie they put out. And that was uh, that was actually, I think that was a pretty big hit for whenever it came out. But movies of that caliber was what Canon put out. They, they um, Yeah, I think you're right. Cobra did do well, I think. Yeah, but they also did, like, uh, Breaking. Breaking and Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, which... Yeah, that that's a very popular joke whenever people say like, "Oh, the sequel to this." If you have like a Electric subtitle Boogaloo, called "Electric yeah. Boogaloo," yeah, uh, even where the documentary for Canon Films is called "Electric, Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo," yeah, yep. um, which is a great documentary, also. Yeah, yeah, really good. But they put this film out, and it feels kind of like a Canon film. Um, we we definitely have an eye for Canon. <laughs> Like, yeah, we see canon. You know it's gonna be entertaining at the very least. Oh yeah, I. I it may be bad, but it'll probably be entertaining. Exactly. It's not one of those movies where you're gonna be like, "Oh God, I didn't strike gold." Like it's not like not fun. It's still fun. It just might not have a plot. <laughs> I mean, it was just a company started by two foreigners that wanted to make dumb American. I mean, I don't think they want to make dumb American films. They want to make American movies, <laughs> and basically every movie they made was just like. The complete stereotypical archetype film you could think of, and whenever you think of American cinema, and they populated the '80s, and uh, yeah, oh man, like so many films, ones you probably wouldn't even think of were canon movies. Isn't Hellhole a canon movie? About probably, yeah, probably is. We talked about that last week, or yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah, um, I think that uh, the, the interesting thing about this movie is that. Going back to what we were saying about Diane Sullivan, how we don't care about her, she's kind of a bad mom, is that we, why we aren't focused on her character, on Blaze, that that much in this movie, is since we're actually following the killer more. Yeah, you're you following really evil. Do. You kind of get him. You see evil's face. You're with him most of the time as he's going to person to person killing him. Mm-hmm. But you don't. It's clever because you don't know who he is. You just know what he looks like. Yeah. Which, the twist is perhaps a little obvious, and we won't say it here. Uh, we may say it a little bit later, um, just to talk about the end of the film. But we'll, we'll say spoilers before that. Um, and also, if you guys want to turn this off and watch the movie, you can watch it for free <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. And it's a really good rip of the film. Like, Yeah, I mean, it it's looks like great. D- it, DVD quality. Yeah, it looks least. like HD. Like, it's really, really good uh rip of the blu-ray or dvd probably like it's very clear um you wouldn't be wasting your time it's it's a fun movie yeah it's like an hour 20 minutes yeah knock it out but um we follow evil around and it's a very uh reminded me of excuse me joker's five-way revenge which is a batman story um from back in the 70s or the very first appearance of the joker 
because Joker had a kind of the uh, similar plan when we first showed up where he's like, hey, I'm going to kill each of these people at this certain time and you have to find me before I kill them. Right. It's kind of similar in this way where it's like, I'm going to kill a person at each time, a different time zone hits midnight. Yeah. Yeah. For the new year. And just, and just working my way up until I get to you. And so we go to a mental institution first and we, we meet our killer and he seduces a nurse and then he kills her. And also, high-tech 80s technology used in this movie. High-tech. Oh, the playback. <laughs> he learns how to use the playback. On a tape recorder. That is a plot point. It is. <laughs> in this movie, is he's able to take a tape recorder with him, record it, and do the playback. And that's he plays it over the phone every time he kills somebody. Um. How do you feel about their New Year's Eve party, though? Do you think the New Year's Eve party is... Does it look like a hype party? Well, you're a Shadow fan, apparently, so you probably have a great time. Yeah, I would... I, would, uh, I think I would hate everybody there. <laughs> I would be kind of like in the corner, like, yeah, the band's good, but fuck all you guys. Yes. <laughs> um, I think I would probably hop in for Made in Japan for some of those songs. That might be fun. Gonna just... uh mosh around a bit yeah and then have a cardiac arrest because i can't do that anymore <laughs> i can't mosh anymore man now now i'm old you know now, now I'm, I'm telling older. you i hit now i like standing shit in the... just started falling apart yeah I, I like standing in the back of the club now yeah whenever we were younger it's like what do people even go to shows that they're gonna get in the pit or like get close to stage what's the fucking point and then you hit like 30 like, i mean this is before no. i hit 30 God, like, no. Yeah, even going to like big concerts, right? After the first time I got lawn, because for years, like from where's the teen through most of my 20s, I wanted to get as close to stage as I could. Yeah. Right? Without being crushed. Uh, somebody should have told Travis Scott that. Bring that joke back. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now, like, once I got lawn tickets, I'm just like, this is fucking great. Especially like big concerts where they have like screens and stuff. It's like, I have all this fucking room. Mm-hmm. I can just lay down on the grass like in between like sets. I'm not getting crushed. I'm not like sweating two gallons of water. <laughs> like dehydrated as fuck. Yeah, it's cheaper. It's easier to get out. <laughs> like, this is great. Lawn tickets are the best. You can move around freely. There's food carts right there. <laughs> Yeah. This is way better. It's convenient. <laughs> yeah. It's convenient. Um, but yeah, I, I can't I I would not I would not be doing the hop to, to shadow. Nah. <laughs> I wouldn't do be doing the pogo. Yeah, it was kinda like I wouldn't like, be lightly pushing people like like these punks were. They're like, eh. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> yeah. They're really getting into that Kansas. <laughs> but um I think I would like the party at the uh, rehabilitation center better. <laughs> <laughs> because you've already had to go through stuff like that. I sure because have. Because you've worked in that environment before. I sure have. <laughs> so you, you'd be used to it. Yeah, I'd pretty much also just be sitting in the back wearing a party hat. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, please, nobody have a mental breakdown start beating me up. I can't def- I'm not allowed to defend myself against you. That is true. <laughs> Inside baseball. See, those, those 80s movies, like, you know, they... I don't know how it was in the 80s, and I know back in the day it was terrible, but now... Like, yes. You you do not get to touch those people. But my question is this. It was a question I had earlier. As the movie kind of goes along, I realized that um, they don't. But at first, whenever Diane's first getting the calls of the phone, I'm like... Are they broadcasting this? Like, can the can the audience hear, like, the calls? Because when she first answers, I was wondering that and she's too. like looking around, and then as it went along, I'm like, oh, I guess they can't hear it. But then at the same time, it's like they have the whole like call center like angle, right? Where you call in, you tell them what your favorite song of, I guess, 1979 was. Well, this, yeah, 1979, I guess. This this movie came out five days before New Year's Eve, nineteen eighty one. This came out like right at the end of the year. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't know for which one for the past year, right? So what would be the point of them doing that if nobody knows what the results or what people are actually voting for? They even have like a board being like, oh yeah, this one's up. Like this this song is like winning right now. You just have to take it on blind faith. Of like, oh yeah. Uh, Shadow's hit song, New Year's Evil. Yeah. Uh, it won. <laughs> I have been thinking that too. Like the fact that's like, huh. So are people just watching at home? Like, so I'm just watching a lady try and talk on a telephone while a band is playing next to her. Yeah, right. And what, what is she supposed to do the whole time? I guess she's just hosting. And then she just kind of like wanders around awkwardly. And yeah, like sitting and on a table. Yeah, back against yeah. the band. Yeah, picks, yeah. <laughs> picks up the phone. Pretends to talk and then hands it to the person, walks around some more. That's that's all she does. Something that was... Blaze sucks. Fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> yeah. Um Something that I did notice uh when he uh what's funny to be and they actually pointed it out that it was a flaw in the movie was when he knocks that police officer out with the brick. Yeah. How that guy was like kind of a fat police officer. And yeah, it he's fits him like perfectly. A skinny guy and he puts it on and it fits him perfectly. Yeah, evil's very slender. Yep. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him to be able to shrink that down so evil fast. Evil played by Kip Nevin. Yeah, Kip Nevin who passed away. Magnum Force, Earthquake. Yeah, he's a Magnum Force. Yeah, he was in uh, some, some TV and stuff. He didn't have a really big, big career. No. But he's good. He has one of those phases where he looks like somebody else, and I thought it was somebody else for, for a while. Yeah, he kind of does have that. And uh, But I think he did a good job in this movie. I really liked him as the killer. I think some of the, like you said, some of the dialogue is kind of like, all right. but <laughs> Yeah, right. I like how he's like, he's... He's more realistic in the sense that he's going out and he's like, he's charming and he's convincing. He has a personality. Yeah, he has a personality and he can. He has a lot of disguises. Lure people. Yeah, he has a fucking briefcase of him. He just brings around. Yeah, there's a scene where um, the second victim he tries to pick up a chick at a bar, um, at New Year's Eve party. Mm -hmm. That just looks at like some, I guess supposed to be a club, but just looks like a bar. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, but my friend's coming with us. And he's like, oh, great. Yeah, he, he was so a, they're driving I around. I couldn't think of a better thing. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Um, and driving around, he's got to try to figure out how to kill this this lady before, before the next time. And uh, they have to stop at, like, a liquor store and tries to get rid of, like, the one girl. And it's, since we're spending so much time with them, like, for a while, you start like, kind of rooting for him. <laughs> Yeah, and it's in a way, kind of like, like, oh my god, how is he going to get out of this situation? You know? Oh no, how's he going to kill He's this gonna innocent miss his woman? Murder time. Yeah, <laughs> because like he gets, he, I mean, spoilers, uh, he gets rid of both women, <laughs> um, and then like after that, he gets chased down by a biker gang because he accidentally runs over one of the motorcycle yep. drivers. Yep. One of the bikers, he accidentally hits with his car. But they were kind of being dicks to him, by the way. Like, first of all, they were... Yeah, they were being assholes. And then they chase him down. He hides in a drive-in theater. And this is actually an interesting piece because um, it tricked me also until I did a little research. So he stops to drive in to, to duck this biker gang that's after him because he just hit and ran one of those bikers. And on the big screen, it seems that a trailer for Blood Feast is playing. Um, the Herschel Gordon Lewis film is called Blood Feast from 1963. Like classic, bla- uh, I'm say black exploitation, classic exploitation. Um, that's that's like the father of gore cinema. But it's actually not uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis's Blood Feast. Um, it is. Uh, I have written down what movie actually is. It's uh, the Red Queen kills seven times from 1972, which was released in America. Also known as Blood Feast. Oh. But I thought also while they were playing, I thought they said it was on a double bill with a movie called Bloodbath. And Bloodbath is a Jack Hill film. Jack Hill is a favorite director of mine. I love Jack Hill. He um, gave Pam Grier and said, hey, their careers. Uh, he directed Spider Baby and directed Coffee, Foxy Brown, um, Pit Stop. A lot of great exploitation films. Switchblade Sisters. And so I don't know if I misheard that. I had to go back. But I thought they said a double bill, double bill bloodbath, which Sid Haig is also in. Uh, 
and that's a Jack Hill film. So I don't know. It's kind of like a mashup of like, different things. But the the movie they're showing on the screen is the Red Queen kills seven times. But people for a long time thought they were talking about the Herschel Gordon Lewis blood feast, but it was actually this blood feast under a different title. And I think it was titled something else as well. So it's kind of confusing. But he, uh, just a little bit of exploitation trivia for you. Um, so yeah, he's hiding in the theater. And then the bikers like chase him down and just stabs one, but leaves his car. Yep. <laughs> plays later on. They're like, hey, we found this car of such and such. <laughs> Blank, <laughs> exploited, deleted. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of an oversight. <laughs> like, I'm gonna leave my car here with all my DNA over it. <laughs> yeah, not a smart call. <laughs> yeah, and probably my victim's DNA over it also. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's it's uh we we follow evil more than anything, which is uh, pretty good. I mean, it's interesting because we don't know, as we mentioned before, the victim's actual identity. Right. But we spend so much time with him. But you can probably figure out who he is just by, like, if earlier you were the watching film. It, you would, yeah, if you listen to just hints. early dialogue, you're like, oh, there's no way it's not this person or whatever. But it's also weird because they try to do a red herring in the movie whenever, you are, whenever you're already spending all the time with the killer. So they try to make Derek a red herring. Right. Well, I don't know if it's making him a red herring or prepping him as the next thing. Yeah, but it's so weird because, like... It is weird, but... He's I, having this, like, mental breakdown throughout the movie. Like, we keep on, like, going back to him. And he's, like, taking a whole bunch of pills. And then, like, he's going crazy. And, like, is he putting, is he putting lipstick on in the mirror? What's he doing in the mirror? Putting on a uh, a stocking. Been putting on a stocking? Head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's wearing, like, yeah. pantyhose and stuff. Yeah. Uh and then he's like walking around like he has a switchblade, which the switchblade is being used by the killer as well. But it's like we're, we we already know the killer's face. We've been with the killer the whole time. So I don't know if like the script was different and they just shot it and they reshot these things. Or they shot those beforehand and decided to put in the movie anyways. Like I don't know if the movie was supposed to actually be a mystery. More in traditional sense the whole time where you didn't see the face of the killer and you're supposed to be trying to guess who it is. Yeah. But it's just so weird because it keeps on happening like – what the fuck is Derek's deal? <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, uh, should we get into spoilers about it? Might as well. Okay. Well, we're going to spoil it, guys. If you don't want to hear spoilers, then uh, fast forward a few minutes. Spoiler. A few, a few minutes. Yes. Um, so the killer... Is Roz's husband. Yeah. Is, uh, is, is Diane's husband. She mentions that he's sick and in a facility to her son when he asked about calling his dad. And that's kind of where it sets you off to like, oh, he's probably a killer. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And you find out why he's doing this is because he's a complete misogynist. <laughs> yeah. Women are bad. <laughs> yeah. And somehow she's been married to him for like 30 years. <laughs> Yeah. 20 years. However old Derek is, at least. Also, um, like, when does Derek, like, see his mom messing around with people? Because he's like, remember he says that? Never. Line? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he's like, Derek tells me how you act with other men. I guess. I'm, like, putting your back up against well, the I guess, band, maybe? I guess, <laughs> like, her personality, I took it as just, like, flirtatious. Like, her persona is flirtatious. Yeah. Because she's supposed to be this, like. Like, an, almost an Elvira type. Yeah, yeah. Like, her character, the Blaze character that Diane Sullivan is, is kind of like a flirty, like, you know, lusty kind of character. Yeah. That, that men are into and you know and people like are attracted to so i guess that may be what he means but we don't see it on on yeah in the film her like trying to like make out with dudes or trying to fuck a bunch of like random dudes or anything no like nothing that. like that yeah but um it does lead to an interesting an interesting climax where so he's in he's in the hotel it, it's actually a pretty cool reveal because she's changing her outfit for like the next part of new year's eve like for the next part of the show yeah and she's standing there like in the mirror and like evil shows up and he has a mask on because and she's in the mirror 
and in the reflection, she doesn't see it, but you can see him like coming out of yeah. a different room. And you're like, oh no, he's there. And then she turns around and takes a mask off, and she's like, oh, uh, Richard. Yeah. It's and like, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, it's like, oh, and he's like, let me tell, talk to the, talk to the cop out front because the cop was watching the door. And let me give this up to that for once in a fucking movie and in real life, <laughs> a cop doing their job. Yep. Um, like he was like, no, how the hell did he get in here? Like who approved that? Like, yeah. I don't care if it's yeah, the they, husband. They, how did he do that? The cops on this uh, movie are actually kind of on their shit. Yeah, they're like, like all nah, of them. Check that out. <laughs> e- even the guy like that's watching the front door, like the front door of the actual building, is like, no, you're not getting in. Like all of them, except for the one that gets knocked out, with the, yeah, are all kind of on their like they're doing their job with the one size fits all suit. I mean, God forbid if Diane's husband was a black guy, <laughs> this movie could have ended completely differently. Um, the, the, the cops may have been like, then, then we've been seeing cops like we're normally used to. <laughs> God. <laughs> and sorry, kids, that's, that's the reality. That's, that's the reality we live in. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sad but true, guys. Sorry. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the cops like, wait a second, like, what the fuck? Like, let's, uh... Yeah, like, there's no way you could have gotten in here without me finding out first. Yeah, and he immediately calls it in. Yeah, and, and then they're like, like, yep, it has something to do with him. Yep. But... Yeah, we found his car at the drive-in. <laughs> it is registered to him. Covered in It has blood. his fingerprints <laughs> all over it. Um, he stabbed a man to death. There's <laughs> a lady, a, a young girl we found hiding from him when we found him last time, and she said, hey, it's this guy. And we're like, yeah, it's him. <laughs> Speaking of stabbing, this is something that I also mentioned last week, I think. Yeah, last week, whenever we had, we talked about Silent Night, Deadly Night. But Evil's choice of weapons is a is a switchblade knife. Yes. Which is like the, always to me is like the most ineffective. Not Yeah, I've never seen a switchblade that looks that sharp. Like, usually it's just for poking. You can only poke with it. Yeah, it's a stiletto. Like, I mean, you could get the switchblade that's actually like a blade blade you know like has a serrated edge to it but like this is a stiletto switchblade knife i guess it's just because it looks cool yeah it's like you I know mean, like film wise it's just like something that looks cool well, and then it snaps the out it's like kind of iconic technically yeah okay kind of yeah yeah uh Again, it looks cool, but you see these people who are, like, cleaved. <laughs> like, yeah, right. They're, like, necks are sliced open. They have huge gashes and stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's like, no, it'd be a It's a, a small hole. blade, yeah. It'd be a poke hole. Yeah. They probably would have lived if it wasn't in the neck. Yeah, so whenever she finds out that... And he's hacking into he's hacking into the mainframe of the building with a soldering tool, I guess. What's, what's, what is that screwdriver he's putting into it? The mainframe of the building? You mean the elevator? <laughs> yeah, that's the mainframe of old buildings. Okay. <laughs> old buildings ran... Well, no, because remember he's watching, on, like, the, he's watching the computer screen, like the elevators and everything. Or the... Not computer screen. That's way too advanced. TV screens. He's able to, like control like the tv screen is seeing like what's going on in the elevator and everything and he has like oh, all the oh, wait. And... oh wait wait a minute he did see her flirting with somebody in the elevator didn't she, he? she's not flirting with the cop she's just asking about his like life and everything she's making small talk with the with security guard or with, no it's with the cop the cop that no, was a cop yeah uh, and he's like, she's like oh you got kids like yeah i got kids like married she's like yeah i'm married it's like oh yeah and they're just making small talk Wait, that doesn't mean people want to have sex with you? <laughs> no, it turns out they don't. Oh, my God. turns out people are just being nice to you. They don't want to just fuck you. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah, strange. <laughs> that people have manners in real life? Yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, this is... Uh, uh, so, he hacks into the... The mainframe. <laughs> the mainframe of the building, which is the elevator system. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, as all buildings were ran by their elevator system until the 90s. Um, and he ties her to the bottom of the elevator. And to what extent? I don't know. Just to scare her? Well, he no. Just, he was going to drop the elevator. Yeah. And with her under it. Yeah. But that didn't happen in time. Right. 
Why didn't you stab her? Because he got up. Because they were. Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of like that Austin Powers. <laughs> I was gonna say thing. this every time I think of like, like a super convoluted shooter. How about no, Scotty? Yeah. <laughs> Dad, I got a gun in my room. Like, I'll go get it. Boom, boom. Get it. You just don't get it, do you? <laughs> I, I always think a reference that scene where I see like a horror movie or any movie. Oh, yeah. Action film where, where like the bag of some shoot him big con- convoluted scene. We're just like, I'll just kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scott, you just don't get it. Um, but I, no, apparently like before he could you know, hack the mainframe to make the <laughs> elevator go down. Uh, he has to jump off a building after quoting Hamlet. Yeah. Yeah. He quotes I Hamlet. I didn't get the Hamlet quote. No. Like, Oh wait, unless it was like a reference to the father dying in the sun. I don't want to know, but the, I don't know. It jumps off the building and becomes a mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> As one does in the 80s. That's that's the two things. Back in the 80s, your whole building was controlled by the elevator mainframe. <laughs> the elevator mainframe. And uh, if you fell off of anything, you turned into a mannequin, clearly. And then that turned a human a on the ground. That was a mannequin fall. <laughs> that was a fantastic mannequin fall. The only thing that would made it better is if he hit the ground and just blew up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I would have loved that. Um. But Roz, God damn it, keep on calling by reaction Roz Kelly. Um, Diane Sullivan gets put into the ambulance. Just like, hey, you, you've been, uh, you've been all fucked up. <laughs> you've been all fucked up hanging from this elevator. Uh, so we're gonna take you to the hospital. Turns out that Derek is now crazy and has the mask on, and the movie ends. And he follows the ambulance. He's driving the ambulance. Oh, he's driving. Yeah, that's right. He kills yeah. the ambulance. He guy. kills the ambulance driver, who looks like John Carpenter, but it's not John Carpenter. And then all of a sudden you hear... <laughs> it's played by Blaze's song of uh, 1980. Yeah. Song of the year, 1980. <laughs> uh, Shadows, uh, New Year's Evil. Yep. The if uh, song. you were alive in 1980, you would know that that was the number one song on the billboards. Yeah. Uh, they knew from a call-in... At a New Year's Eve party. And they said, hey. In West Hollywood. Is that the band Shadow? <laughs> Holy hell. Can I get... They don't know how to play New Year's Evil, do they? It's like, yeah, they do. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Like, No, no, there is a clue early on that, uh, that, that Richard... I wrote this down in my notes before we wrap it up. Um, there is a clue early on that it's the dad. Other than them saying, hey, your dad's not here. Okay. <laughs> but there is a clue. Whenever Evil calls in, he has a complete dad joke. I don't know if you caught it. But it's like, what song do you want to hear? And he says, oh, I'm going to choose We Don't Need No Education, which is a reference to Pink, Pink Floyd's. Floyd's the wall. Yeah. Uh, brick in the Wall. Um that is a total dad joke because he doesn't even get <laughs> he's just like oh yeah that uh i don't need no education so the kids like <laughs> it's like oh this is a dad he doesn't yeah. even know what song he's talking about <laughs> he's like yeah he keeps killing people and requesting fleetwood mac like, we <laughs> yeah but all in all uh new year's eve wasn't bad new year's eve i was- will kill somebody at midnight and could you play The Chain? <laughs> I wish. I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this song, uh, this song, this is a good, uh, there's also a bit of a, speaking of, because you did the evil voice, there's a bit of a De Palma reference in it. I'm a big Brian De Palma fan, as I've mentioned before. Um, and I think whatever he calls in, they say he sounds like the Phantom, which I believe is a reference to Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah, it was. Uh, so that's pretty fun. But yeah, all I saw all, that as well. Yeah, the trivia's. Yeah, the IMDb trivia's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could find uh, the Blu-ray is out of print for this movie right now. The, sh- the Screen Factory one. I wanted to get it before reviewing this movie so I could listen to commentary tracks and the behind the scenes. So I wasn't able to do a deep, deep dive on yeah. uh, it except for the trivia. But it doesn't matter because you guys can watch it for free on YouTube. Um, all in all, the New Year's Evil is a fun film. Yeah, it's a fun film. It's interesting because you get to spend so much time with the killer. 
and uh and again it, it, it's uh he's not a flat character like he's no. he's very like oh okay I... he's charismatic and charming and uh he tricks people and he would trick people and whoever gets in trouble you're just like oh i kind of hope he gets out of this <laughs> hope he's <laughs> well, let's see what he does next. i hope he gets to go and kill his bitch wife <laughs> i hope he <laughs> slaughters his family <laughs> <laughs> He's actually he's actually a decent dad. He's like, <laughs> you don't give a fuck about our son. You never hey, care what I do. Didn't use our last name. You weren't paid attention to him, which I don't know is a, a murderable offense. But he seems to think so. He sure does. Yeah. But he also just doesn't like women. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's also a terrible sexist piece of shit. Yeah. So, so fuck him. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, anything else to add about New Year's Evil? Chagana. <laughs> Blaze says, check it out. <laughs> All right. Then that brings us to another curation of Blaze's cabin of video game curiosities. So, what game are you bringing to the table today? This one is a fun one. I, re- I really have been enjoying this game. And I'm calling everybody I know with a computer to buy it. <laughs> so I'm like, please play this with me because it's more fun with a lot of people. I bet you the killer could have played the game on that, uh, that hotel mainframe. That ele- That's true. <laughs> he could hack into the elevator mainframe of my computer. I'm yeah. so good with technology. So the way it works so- is that there's a tiny elevator in the computer. <laughs> and whenever it gets data, the data gets onto the elevator. And then it goes up and down, transferring the data. No, but... um. I'm so, so great with technology. So the game is uh, called Labyrinthine. It's called what? Labyrinthine. Okay. It is by, developed and pu- published by Valco Game Studios, which seem, this seems to be their um, first real thing going on. And uh, it is, strangely enough, it is one of the top rated games on Steam right now. Nice. And it's an indie developer, so it's getting a lot of attention. It's still technically in the beta, like early access. You still have to pay to get into it, but it's if you do pay the $7 it is right now to get in, mm-hmm. then when the full game's like completed, you'll just be there along for the ride. Cool. Um, the story is is that you work for... Uh, John, I think it's Johnny Honkin or something like it. it's just this weird duck with a cowboy hat and you wear it's I think it's Johnny Honkin is the name of the duck <laughs> what does this person own yeah. what business does he run well here's what you find out is that it's a duck with a cowboy you, hat you work at a fair and you work for a giant hedge maze but what is happening? One of one of your coworkers goes missing. So you're sitting out and they're like, hey, you got to go get them. They probably got lost in the maze. And the further and further you go into the maze, the bigger it gets. And you're like, wait, this isn't a regular like hedge maze. Something's going on. And then as you go, randomly like generated different areas and stuff will come up. Like some are paranormal, some are serial killers, some are like... And the further you get, the worse it gets and the harder the maze gets. So you could play this with four different people as well and all try and go different ways. You can leap glow sticks to try and find which way you went through the maze and which ways or which ways wrong. You can use a compass. But during that, you know, you'll see shadows running through the halls in the maze and everything like that. Or you'll go into cabins and there will be just bodies that are dead and you'll turn around and then they're standing up looking at you like just tons of crazy shit like this game it kind of has it all Mm -hmm. in a sense because it's like number one you can play it alone and it's still scary number two you can play it with friends and it's very funny uh or well funny for your friends to play scary shit together it always is but um and three it's it's just got so many different types of horror in it, along with having kind of a comedic overtone. Um, 
and different play styles too because you can also get into certain levels that are like hey you got to run the fuck away and get away from this person and other ones are like you got to solve these puzzles to get through into this cabin where you know you know the i don't know what could happen <laughs> it's randomly generated <laughs> right so. but um yeah and as you go it progressively gets harder okay so the further you get i i honestly don't know if there's like a technical end or if it just keeps generating and mm -hmm. you see how far you can get because i just got it the other day um so i'm not totally sure on that and since there's such a new like publisher and stuff they there's not too much info on it mm -hmm. so. but yeah cool it is really fun so far nice yeah especially for a first time outing from a developer yeah absolutely and the fact that it's gotten so much attraction on steam and everything mm -hmm. right now it's a big deal game like it's even on like on the front page of their winter sale i mean i would love to work a job where a duck with a cowboy hat was my boss well i mean he he's not your boss he's just kind of like the company logo oh yeah <laughs> if i developed the game I would have made it better by making him your boss. <laughs> Johnny Honkin or something like that. I can't remember. I should have wrote that down, but I could barely hear him. Yeah. So. Yeah, because he's a fucking duck. Yeah. He's like, wah, wah, wah. I'm like, Johnny Honkin? Like, <laughs> yeah, I um, I beat Village. You beat Village? I beat Village. Did you love it? I did. Yeah, it's great. I did. Um, So, there's that. <laughs> I do love how, like, because I remember the whole time I'm like, yeah, the potions work that well. Oh, yeah. That's really yeah, dumb. Yeah, you find out what and it is. And then you're like, oh. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it all checks. I'm like, well, yeah, obviously, that has to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I beat that. And also, you told me to tell you, this is from the video game section. How Guardians is? Yeah, so we're playing Guardians of the Galaxy. It's really good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you need to play Avengers to get it? No. No. You just, I, just, I just know that it's the same developer, so it's the same universe. Uh, no, this is like a million times better than that Avengers game. Okay. But, I'll uh, check it out. I'm having a good time with it. So. Well, there you go, folks. You got three games to check out. Yeah. I mean, two of them that are newer, and then one. Well, Resident Evil 8 is still newish. Yeah. But I last mean, year. May. Yeah. Yeah. It's still new. Still newish. Uh, Some of the games I do are like five years old. So. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you didn't play Village. You can still go play it. Yeah. It's so great. But I feel like most people already are playing that or have played it that want to. Yeah, that's true. You know. But Yeah, if you were interested, you probably already did it. <laughs> yeah, you get to go fight, you know, werewolves and people have a giant vampire lady fetish. That is true. Whatever and else. I didn't get it until I played it. <laughs> You're like, I get this now. I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> I feel a new fetish. All right. That brings us to our next segment. Another story in our mythology biology. So what, what story? That's your phone. What story? <laughs> what story we have this week? <laughs> Uh, so the story we have this week is the lady in red. All right. Um, this one actually takes place in 1920s Chicago. Okay. Uh, there was a hotel at the time called the Drake that opened on New Year's Eve. Um, it was a huge celebrated event around the area and there was a man and woman um who came dressed in red um who attended the opening of this for the new year's eve party and the woman had uh i guess walked away to get some drinks or something like that for her and her husband and apparently this guy's plan was to cheat on his wife in the the elevator like an old-timey 20s elevator? Yeah, because at the time, the computer mainframe <laughs> was the elevator it. system. He, hacked, he could hack it and then yeah. cheat on a in-between floor. If he hacks the elevator system, he controls the building at that point. Yeah, so um, what happens is, is that obviously the woman comes back 
And I guess he thought, like, getting drinks was going to take way longer, like, long enough to cheat on your wife. So she comes back and finds him, like, snogging on this woman in the elevator. And she gets, <laughs> yeah. she gets so upset that she takes the elevator to the top, and then she uh, jumps out the highest window and dies. Uh-huh. Now they say uh, every New Year's Eve... Somebody will see an apparition of this woman in red going through the hotel lobby and going to the elevator. Um, and usually it's found in the Gold Coast room in the hotel. Uh, let's see. Tent four. Yep. That's it. That's the whole story. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> it's hard to find New Year's shit. <laughs> Red Ghost Lady. There you go. Ta da. <laughs> That's the best I could fucking do. I tried. I tried to find something that wasn't the Chinese dragon. Like, it's like anything but that. <laughs> I fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how you wrap up 2021. Yeah, pretty <laughs> just, much. Just with a whimper. Yeah. Just fucking, I, and please, dear God, if you know any better New Year's stories that I could use next year, <laughs> please send them because I went on the top 10 and this was the most interesting that's it like everything else was like oh well uh there was a robber who robbed people on new year's i'm like i don't give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) no i want this story well you know you got a reason to do it because the husband had to hack into the mainframe of that 1920s building there you go Yeah, it's all full circle. Hack into that It's 19- all about elevators. Both the topics today are focused on elevators. Hack into that 1920s computer system, also known as an elevator. <laughs> so he could go and fuck somebody that's not his wife. Yeah, or kill his wife. It, you know, it could have been one of those things uh, uh, where it's this huge, you know, a uh, house on Haunted Hill type situation where he had come with this huge convoluted plan yeah. <laughs> to kill his wife. So it's like I'm gonna hack into the elevator system. Like I read like about a page, and then I was like, okay, well, I'll, there's obviously more to the story, so I'll just save this link so I can read the rest of it. And then I'm like, fuck, <laughs> that's the whole story. <laughs> and we caught it on tape. <laughs> that's what we you use, s- right? We use, yeah. we use tape. Is there a recording on? Sure. <laughs> Nope. No tape. (laughs) Don't worry. I'll get this one day. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I fucking got, man. That's all I got. I looked for two days for something more interesting. (laughs) Well, Blaze says, check it out. (laughs) No, don't. That's it. That's the whole thing. Look. (laughs) So, message us if you have any sightings or have had a sighting of just a woman wearing a red dress it could be anywhere seeing somebody in public wearing a red dress how about in a movie you can email us and let us know i'm really fucking (laughs) glad we're we're done with the holidays right now because i'm tired of finding holiday shit (laughs) yes yes we're back to our regularly scheduled programming um that's it for this episode of bladed apples Next week, we will be, ta- I mean, within a few days, we'll be talking about another movie. We haven't decided what yet, but the week after, not this weekend, but next weekend, we will have our best of 2021 list. I can't really call it. See, we're in 2022. I'm still trying to call it last year 2020. Yeah, I I'm know. Out of my fucking it mind. feels like that. Uh, yes, we'll be having our best of 2021. Uh, we want to have a couple of weeks. I'm still trying to catch up on a few movies and a few things I feel like I should be watching from this past year before I make decisions on what the best horror movie or my favorite horror movies are. Um, but also, for me, I'm also going to be doing a top 10 favorite films of 2021. Regular movies, not horror movies, in that episode as well. Okay. 
Uh, so you're going to be getting a little bit uh, more recommendations. And the recommendations that aren't horror related as well. Why? Because it's our show and we can do whatever the fuck we want to and you want to skip past it. You can skip past it. If you don't want to listen to it, then don't listen to it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But we're going to be bringing you on that episode our favorite horror movies, favorite clothing brand, uh, horror clothing brand, maybe favorite horror TV show, whatever else. Um, in the meantime, though, if you want to reach us, you can email us about you know what movies you want to hear us talk about or hotel mainframes building mainframes that are actually just elevator systems yeah and uh if you have ever seen a woman wear a red dress in your life we would love to hear about it give us a call (laughs) just like have you seen a woman in a red red dress okay did she jump off a building wearing red (laughs) is she a ghost (laughs) you know i never thought about it (laughs) she might be (laughs) Is she a sad ghost? She is sad. But Keep her away from elevators. Yeah. Also known as computer mainframes. And keep her away from tops of buildings. There you go. Um, which has been the ending of a couple stories this this episode, actually. Um, but you can email us at bladedapplespod at gmail.com. Yep. You can email or you can message us at bladedapplespodcast on uh, IG, on Instagram. We're on the Facebook. We, we check the Instagram the most. That's what we're most active on. Uh, you can always comment on anything that we post. We'll be getting kind of back in the groove of things, posting things on there because uh, we've been slacking last week because of everything. Uh, thanks to Stefan Mize for doing the art as normal. You can hit him up on Instagram or at Crawling Panther Tattoo Parlor. That's the tattoo parlor he works at, Ocala, Florida. Awesome guy. Loves horror. Great guy to work with. He's an amazing artist and great tattoo artist. Uh, Blaze, as always, for being a great co-host. And Not so much today. <laughs> and figuring out this. Oh, yeah, well, we, we, we both did average. <laughs> we always do average. We, we only strive for the best, which is average. <laughs> that's, that's our best. That's our best. And sometimes not even that. <laughs> today, below average. Yes. At least for me. Yeah, same here. Um, but thank you guys for listening anyways we appreciate it. we love hearing from you guys we love seeing the activity on the ig no matter you know how little it is or whatever we still like seeing you guys on there and that some of you guys are listening we really appreciate it if you like it then uh suggest us to a friend you know recommend us we force love, your uh, friend to add the pages in front of your very eyes. Yeah, put them on an elevator and lock them in it with the podcast. <laughs> Don't give them an option. Yeah. <laughs> your life is mine now, Don't not yours them, to live anymore. <laughs> Don't let them get away with a lie. Yeah. Make sure they fall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then make sure they're not living inside the Matrix, which I still haven't watched this new one yet, but here it's not very good. I liked it. Oh, shit, I was going to talk about that. Oh, we'll talk about it next time. Yeah. Um, yeah, because then by then I'll probably watch it. Anyways, anything to add? Nope. All right. That's all. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember, every day is Halloween, so please act accordingly, even if it's the new year. See ya. Bye. <laughs>